the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. AM 560 WFIL.com and on the app, you're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show. Thank you for tuning in. Kind of a mixed bag today on the cloudy side. Had some uh, bright, sunshiny spots at times. Uh, even a little sun shower. Little spritz here or there. Windy. That's happening. 48 to high. Should all clear out tonight down to 33 for the low. Mix of clouds and sun tomorrow. High 45. Tomorrow, on the or sorry, Sunday on the cloudy side. Rain uh, especially later in the day and in the evening with a high of 46. Flyers lost 4-1 to Chicago last night. Morgan Frost, his 10th goal on the year, the only Flyer goal. It's the first time since I got married in 1996 that Chicago won in Philadelphia during the regular season. They had lost, or not won, 17 straight times and finally won last night. I have Chicago roots. My mom was born there and also roots in New York. My dad was born in Albany, so I take an interest in those things. Uh, incidentally, every now and again, and Philadelphia plays Chicago or New York, had a little extra interest. Flyers are at Detroit tomorrow night at 7. Sixers got a win, 105-95 over Portland. Joel Embiid, 32 points. James Harden with another triple-double, 16 points, 14 assists, 10 rebounds. They play at Sacramento tomorrow night at 10. And, of course, this weekend, it's the big uh, playoff football going on tomorrow afternoon at 4.30. Jacksonville at Kansas City, Doug Peterson and Andy Reid, who, of course, both were head coaches here for a lot of years, especially Andy Reid. And uh, and Doug Peterson, of course, helping the uh, Eagles win the Super Bowl five years ago, six years ago now almost. The Eagles themselves playing home against the Giants at 8.15. Then Sunday, Cincinnati at Buffalo at 3 and Dallas at San Francisco at 6.30. Our uh, couple of guests, we have a couple of guests today, and one of them, Rob Motti, is going to join us in a little bit. He uh, has a neat story. We've known each other for many years, and he became a believer about 10, 12 years ago. He covered Philly sports for many years and uh, up until recently was here for all the Phillies games, all the Eagles games, the head writer for the Associated Press, which is the largest news gathering agency in the country. And then he got promoted to national uh, pro football writer for the Associated Press. So he basically does just football now. He still is able to do with the other sports, but the main thing he does is pro football. So I want to have him on the show today to talk about some football because he lives near uh, and covers the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who lost earlier this week. Tom Brady, of course, the longtime quarterback there, who I find a fascinating uh, human being, not just because he's a very skilled, but also all the other parts about him and how he thinks and all that. So uh, we're going to talk to Rob about Tom Brady, about Tampa Bay, and of course about the Eagles because we are looking forward to this weekend's games. Rob also a very solid believer in the Lord, got converted uh, some years ago and um, 
our our daughter Tori actually had a a little role in that. She's a disabled girl, and we uh, had at one point when she was born. She's going to turn seventeen on Monday. She is sixteen, going on seventeen, as the Sound of Music song says. I'm gonna probably play that on Monday in her honor. But in any case, when I was covering the Eagles more regularly, I gave out some Wawa gift cards, just $10 cards to about 10 or 12 media friends of mine when I was covering the Eagles at the Novacare Complex. And Rob was one of those guys I just started to get to know. And on the back of the card, I put Tori's website that I had created to keep people up on Tori's condition. When she was born, she had all kinds of stuff. She still has a lot of challenges even now. But he went to the website, read through it, and that led to a friendship where we got to know each other more and more. And then he became a believer. Uh, maybe three or four years after that. So just a seed planted leading to something really special. And Rob and I have known each other for many years. I love having him on the show. He'll be on the program with us. Uh, also on the program today, special guest Brooke Burns. Brooke is a uh, an actress, but she's also a TV game show host and most currently is host of a show called Masterminds on the Game Show Network. So we'll talk with her about that. And, of course, we have Now That's Punny, our fun Friday segment to cap things off with. Before we get to those guests, though, just a couple of reflections. We've had some really cool guests in in the last week or so. I mean, we love to have the guests on the program. We love having you call in and uh, and be part of the show, like with Trivia Thursday and all that sort of thing. Uh, But we also have had these fine interviews, including lately, just turned out this way, a lot of pastors who have a program on the radio station. Pastor Joe Foch was one of those in studio with us with his son, Josh. They are, uh, you know, straight from the heart is where you hear Pastor Joe each weekday morning at 730 and Sunday mornings at 8. They're our ministry of the month for January. And so it worked out for their schedule to come and hang out and spend some time. And one of the questions I asked Pastor Joe simply about the, you know, they're over uh, on Philmont Avenue. But I asked him a little bit about the history of the uh, Calvary Chapel location for their church. We started a Bible study in the basement of Arthur's Catering at Byberry and Bustleton. Which is which no is longer 20, there. 25, yeah. And then it started to grow. And then we moved upstairs. We got to about 350 adults. And he said, you guys got to go. You're breaking, <laughs> breaking this, breaking that. We had nowhere. His deadline was the next weekend. We had nowhere to go. So I came back and said, well, aren't we got nowhere to go? What about if we pay you this? He said, you pay me that. You can stay for a while. <laughs> And then we we got a spot up the mall at Street Road in Bustleton, and we were there for a while until we were at six services on the weekend. We see the 700. I was doing Saturday night, four Sunday morning and Sunday night. I used to take off Monday. My wife said, you're too crabby on Monday. Go back to work. So (laughs) I started taking off Tuesday. I was tired until Wednesday. But it was wonderful. You know, just something the Lord was doing. And then we moved there from there to our present facility. That's Pastor Joe Foch, and you can get the full podcast that in our homepage at WFIL.com. Another cool uh, podcast that you can check out, we had earlier this week Dr. Robert Jeffress with Pathway to Victory, and also evangelist Dr. C. Uh, Alveda C. King, and in conjunction with Martin Luther King Jr. Day earlier this week and the March for Life going on right now, and uh, we had her on talking about a couple of different things. I'm born into a family of dreamers. Most people know my famous uncle, Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., but part of our legacy is prophecy. Because of that, I, as I'm praying and get messages from God and that kind of thing, I tend to publish and speak and minister accordingly. So with the coming year, I could talk for the whole interview about what's bad, who doesn't need to do this and all of that. But I would rather say, regardless of how bad things seem and how people act, we should have hope and look to God. And as we do that, the whole earth is filled with God's glory. We can overcome evil with good, 
And so as we do that, we can expect to see God act in a mighty move towards people accepting Jesus Christ and moving into the kingdom of God. That's evangelist Dr. Alveda C. King, niece of Martin Luther King Jr., who joined us on the program just a day or two ago. Podcast that on our homepage at WFIL.com. She also had talked about matters of race. We have not gone back in the civil rights movement at all. We have moved forward. But what happens, every generation has to teach these truths. Hmm. This is not new. Acts 27, uh, Acts 1726, I'm sorry, Acts 1726 has been in the Bible for 2,000 years or more. <laughs> right. So it's not new. But if people don't say it every generation, and then right now I say every decade and every day on social media, then people will forget. Hmm. So it's important to keep saying it in every generation. You can check out the podcast at WFIL.com. Uh, Dr. King speaking there. Actually, and further, if you go to our website, AlvitaKing.com, she explains more about what she her thoughts on race, that we are one race, not lots of races. And uh, it's a very interesting take. And again, she quoted Acts chapter 17, I believe it was there, to exp- explain more about that. So check that out. Check out the podcast of all the shows. If you, you know, Help yourself. It's free at WFIL.com. Last thing I'd ask you before we get uh, you know, keep the show rolling is to consider calling and helping out in our partnership with Preborn. We're at 110 ultrasounds, which is fantastic when you think about it. Our overall family goal is five. So we have 390 to go in the next 10 days. That's a lot. It can definitely be done, but uh, don't mistake hearing about it for doing it. We need you. So if you would be willing to call in and do one for $28, that goes a really long way. Believe it or not, it really does. There are thousands of people listening, so it just takes a handful, a percentage, a small percentage to actually act. But if you think someone else is, that's what everyone else is thinking. Uh, And most importantly, do it because you want to help Uh, promote life. There are lots of ways to be pro-life. January is Sanctity of Human Life Month. This is one way, not the only way. We're definitely for other ways, too. We actually talk about that with Dr. King in the interview. Uh, But in any case, $28 provides a free ultrasound session for a pregnant girl or woman who might otherwise choose to end their pregnancy. Don't be fooled. This is a huge blessing. It's simple, but it's very powerful. It's very effective, very gentle, too, which I like as well. 833-850-BABY, 833-850- 2229, or click the preborn banner on our homepage. We can also see the progress we're making. We'll have another update on Monday at WFIL.com. Rob Motti joining us next, the Tim DeMoss Show, Brooke Burns to follow, and our Now That's Punny segment caps things off today. You're listening to AM560, WFIL.com, and on the WFIL app. We appreciate you listening in. Thank you. Live and local. It's the Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. AM 560 WFIL.com and on the app, you're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show. Glad to bring on board Associated Press Head Pro Football Writer Rob Motti. Hey, Rob. Hey, Timmy. How are you, my friend? I'm doing great. Uh, It's good to hear your voice again. Happy New Year. Your family doing okay? Yeah, happy and blessed New Year to you and our listeners. We're doing well. We're uh, heading down the home stretch here in the NFL season. Excited to see um, some championships uh, won, and uh, more than more than that, excited to finally get a, a break a little bit. You know, baseball season comes around. That's a little bit fun. But now that I'm focused only on 
the NFL 99% of the time, uh, I, I may get a minute off, Jimmy. So uh, I'm looking forward to February, I believe, 12 is the game, 13, I fly home. Valentine's Day, that's the day. I'm excited. That's great. Well, and so folks well, will know you because you've joined, I mean, in many different ways. You've been on this program many times over the years. And for most of those years, you were doing football and baseball and at times hockey and basketball if you needed to in the city of Philadelphia. Moved to Florida. I guess it's been, a, has it been two years now? Something like that? Uh, yeah, a year yeah. and a half, end of uh, end yeah. of summer 2021. So, okay. um, yeah, it's, it's, it's been a while. I'm actually not coming up for the Eagles game because Jason Kelsey told me to just to stay away because I, I leave and they start winning. So <laughs> he said, you know, just stay away for a couple more weeks. So I said, you know what, Jason? It's cold up there. I, I, I'd rather avoid Philly anyway. So That's... I'm thinking uh, I, I don't know if I can I don't know if I can oblige for the NFC championship. I may have to come up for that. That's very funny. Well, I was going to ask you if you're going to be in town this weekend. Of course, Eagles sent uh, Saturday night at eight fifteen, taking on the Giants. So, uh, but so do you get to still do some baseball though? Because the move to Florida right was coinciding with a job promotion, really, and doing all football for the AP. But you still like the the Baseball Hall of Fame voting happened. You're still a voter, and that's coming out next week as far as who, who gets in. Yeah, uh, I do still vote, so I still have a baseball writer's card in case uh, I'm, I'm called upon and AP needs me at some point. Right now, I'm focused ninety nine percent on football, but you know, I love baseball and, and being here and being in Florida and so close to Clearwater and the Phillies are defending national league champions. I'm sure I'll find my way over there at some <laughs> point when camp opens. So you've uh, made some uh, friends in Florida since you've been there. Tom Brady being one of them, you've had a chance to cover him regularly. And of course on Monday, the season came to end for his team for Tampa Bay to Dallas 31, 14. What do you think he's thinking in general? And I'm not even saying about next year, year beyond, but uh, you know, what's going through his mind at this point in, the, in his life, do you think? You know, I think there's a lot to going through for, for Tom. It was a tumultuous season for him uh, off the field. He, uh, as we all know, in a, in a very well-publicized divorce with his wife, Giselle, um, that uh, finalized in October, a day after a Thursday night game against Baltimore, um, so he's, he's a very devoted dad, and I know that that's going to be a factor in what he wants to do going forward, but he's also not going to be under pressure to retire from uh, being <laughs> no longer married. So right, right. he played well enough to the point where like, he still got the arm. He still got the ability to make the throws. But three weeks ago, he had three touchdowns of, over 30 yards, one was 60, one was 50, all deep ball. So he can still play the game. Yeah. Uh, uh, obviously, he needs better protection around him, better pieces around him, a better fit, better system. So he said he's going to take as much time as he needs. And uh, I think what he's going to do, though, obviously he's going to have to make that decision before free agency. So whether uh, the Buccaneers, he, he's going to be a free agent, but if he wants to return to the Bucs, they could certainly extend him before then. If he wants to explore his options elsewhere, um, then he's going to make that decision after free agency, but certainly before the draft, too. Uh, I think he's limited in his options, Timmy, because his, his son, Jack, who lives in New York and plays ball uh, in New York, and he likes to be at all his games, is on the East Coast. So if he was going to go out to a West Coast team, you hear the Raiders in the mix, you hear San Francisco, although San Francisco is doing pretty well with Brock Purdy, uh, I, I don't know that they're going to be in the market, especially if they go on and win a Super Bowl for a new quarterback. But it's going to be hard to go from West Coast to East Coast and back to the West Coast 
be ready for a game. Uh, I think he's limited to the East Coast if he chooses to play so he can continue attending all of his son Jack's games in New York. And, and, And I think that means that the Buccaneers, if they do some things, would be the most likely fit for him. He's familiar with the area, the team, the players, the coaching staff. Uh, it, it just makes the most sense. So once he decides if he's going to continue, then the decision is where. Uh, I still think it would be most likely Tampa Bay that he stays here with the Buccaneers. And I think he's leaning towards playing, but he just needs to take some time away and make sure that's what he wants to do. Rob Motti, our guest today on the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL in Philadelphia, Associated Press head pro football writer. What scenario is most likely with Tom Brady? A, play till it's painfully obvious he can't or is, like, forced to stop because of an injury. B, look for a gracious exit ramp, which this past Monday was not. Or C, go out on top after winning another Super Bowl. And even then, what do you say, let me do it one more time? Yeah, oh, gosh, it's, that's a tough one. I, I think C would be the obvious um dream scenario for Tom. He could have had that two years ago, but gosh, he played so well and they won the Super Bowl. They wanted to run it back and do it again. And he almost did. And and then uh, I, I don't know that he will, the, the injury is always a possibility. Anytime you're playing at his age, anytime you're playing at any age, there's all, you, you know what football is like. You're always one hit away, one play away. Right. What he's doing now is so unprecedented. It, it's, remarkable that someone can be 45 years old and leading the NFC in passing yards and breaking his own record for completions in a season. And even Monday night, he threw 66 passes, which was a career high. And uh, all everything that he does from three years ago on forward is completely new and, and unprecedented and unlikely to be ever done again. I know people sometimes question, well, is he tarnishing his legacy? I I don't know how that's possible. He's already established himself as the greatest of all time. Everything he does now is gravy. It's not like he can go from being the greatest and then at 45 or 46 have a bad year and suddenly people question, oh, is he he that good? Well, he's 45, he's 46, whatever it would be when he (laughs) plays. He's still the greatest of all time. At some point, he's going to decide to walk away. And I think it makes it a little easier, Timmy, too, knowing that he's got that job opportunity at Fox. It pays him more than he's making playing football for a team because he's not demanding $37.5 million a year so that the teams can field players around him. Right. So he can walk away into that at any point, and maybe it is this year, but I still think he plays one more season. I was thinking if I'm Tom Brady, I guess in a, maybe in another way to put it is, am I more afraid of ending poorly or is the competitive like I I must win kind of uh, driving things. That's why it's kind of that, that middle one about, well, I didn't win, but I, I went out reasonably. I was wondering if that, you know, at some point he's got to jumble all those things together and make something out of it. And, uh, you know, some people hang on way too long. I mean, as you said, he still had a, a great individual season. Team was not not as, as strong as he'd like it to be, but that's not his fault. He can't he can't play every position as his, uh, you know, former <laughs> wife said at one point. So, anyhow... <laughs> Yeah, this is Trey. You know, I heard him say a few things this year that were kind of different than what he said. I've always heard him talk about winning, and if I can't win the championship, then it's time to walk away. Okay. And and this year he kind of changed his tone to uh, if I'm having fun, if I'm competing, 
and, and giving the best that I can to my teammates, I'm happy. And that, that kind of changes the tone from, well, I'll only play if I can win a championship, to I'm happy playing because I can still compete, be competitive, and give my all. Yeah. Those are kind of two different things. You know what's interesting, now that you're talking about that, if you're just tuning in, Rob Motti is our guest today on the Tim DeMoss Show for a few moments here. He's the Associated Press head pro football writer. I remember very early on when I started covering the Flyers, uh, Wayne Gretzky was near the end of his career, and he was not head and shoulders anymore over the rest of the league, and he's obviously one of those Pantheon-type players. And um, I asked him a question, nervous as I was being a newbie, and I had to phrase, phrase it the right way, Basically, I was saying, although you're not blowing everybody away anymore, you're still very good. Why do you keep playing? And you know, he'd won, I think, four Stanley Cups and with Edmonton Oilers. His answer was, I love to play the game still. And it, it, was, it sounds very similar to Tom Brady. Like he realizes he's still among the best, but whether they win or lose, he just he enjoys being with everybody and, and the, the opportunity to be at the rink every day or, in Tom Brady's case, on the field every day. Yeah, and it's exactly right. He loves to play. He still, he's like a kid uh, out there on the field in practice, joking around. His teammates love him. That, that's the one thing that struck me the most in, in covering him and hearing teammates talk about him. Even after Monday night's game, Levante David, linebacker for the Buccaneers, who's very a uh, very good player in his own right, he was like, I was surprised someone that great is that approachable and is such a good teammate. And I'm paraphrasing what Levante said, but that's essentially what he's like. His, his teammates who didn't know him that well, new guys in, in Tampa, and, and they were like, they didn't expect someone of his stature, who's not just a great football player, but a mega celebrity, to be that down to earth, to be that approachable, to be that likable in the locker room. And, and I think those relationships that he always talks about are so important to him. So if he's competing and he's a top five quarterback or top 10 quarterback or leading the league in this or doing that and he's having fun I think it's it's harder to walk away than when you know Peyton Manning knew he won a Super Bowl so he went out on top but he was benched that year for uh who was Brock Osweiler whoever that was <laughs> right <laughs> can't even right and he was he knew he couldn't compete anymore Tom still can and that makes it harder I bet I bet Rob Motti, our guest. Uh, just uh, I want to respect your time too. The Eagles, of course. It's, it's fun to talk to you about Tom Brady because obviously he's a once in a lifetime talent and, and and work ethic and all that. Someone else, else that has had a, the rumors are, if you will, or not rumors, but I, I'm hearing more and more about Jalen Hurts' work ethic too, and how he's really put a lot of time in and developed nicely as the Eagles' leader. Uh, what do you see this weekend and in general about the Eagles' team? I think they're going to have a, a tough game against the Giants, who really impressed me against Minnesota. The Giants, Daniel Jones played a terrific game, one of his best in the playoffs under the spotlight. They can run the football. Brian Babel, for me, is a, an excellent coach. And we saw the Eagles a couple of weeks ago when the Giants were resting their starters, had a, a little bit of a tough time, a little bit of a struggle. Now the Eagles, we know, back in uh, uh, earlier in the season, week 13, 14, I believe it was, in, in Jersey up north when Jalen Hurts was healthy, they rolled over. They routed the Giants, 148-22. I, I just think this one will be a, a physical, hard-fought, maybe kind of an old-school football game, the kind of game that John Madden would appreciate, right? Two yeah. NFC East rivals and, and, and the fan bases don't like each other and all of that stuff, running teams, uh, tough in the trenches. I think it's going to be that kind of game. I still feel the Eagles are going to win, 
um, this football game. But I, I just don't think it's going to be a comfortable feeling for fans where they're sitting there in, in the fourth quarter looking ahead to the, the matchup in the NFC Championship. I think they're going to sweat it out. One other quick storyline this weekend, obviously, and coaches, you've covered both of them, Andy Reid and Doug Peterson with uh, Kansas City and Jacksonville, respectively. Interesting, they're facing each other in the opening game this weekend. I think it's a 4 o'clock or 4.30 game on uh, Saturday. Yeah, the Andy-Doug game. uh, What a job Doug Peterson has done with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Won five in a row to get in the playoffs, let him back. Uh, you know, stayed, stayed the course. Trevor Lawrence had to do it on the field, and Doug had to do it from the sideline, down 27 nothing against the L.A. Chargers. To me, I put a stat out uh, yesterday that uh, there were 21 head coaches hired the same year as Doug Peterson in 16 and this year, and then hired also the year he was fired. So 21 different teams had an opportunity to hire Doug Peterson in the same coaching cycle. The two years he was hired and the one year that he was fired. He's got more playoff wins than those 21 coaches combined. No way. Those 21 coaches combined have two with Brian Dable still coaching and Nick Sirianni still coaching. So for all those who thought Doug, and you remember uh, uh, there was a a former NFL executive, Mike Lombardi, called him the uh, least qualified coach in in the NFL. Well, he went on to win a Super Bowl, uh, and he out out performed or outcoached 21 other guys who were uh, hired or, or when he was hired or fired. That's amazing. So he has five, you said, and the two, all the other coaches together have two. Wow. Two, two playoff wins. Yeah. Now Nick Sirianni and, and Dable are still pending, but so is Peterson. But right. uh, it's 5-2 five, it's five right now. Interesting. Folks, want to uh, just uh, one last, two other well, quick things, just to uh, let you get going on with your day. Faith on the Field Show is a website, .com where you have your own show talking about not just football like we've been doing today, but certainly your faith and the faith of those that you're interviewing. Any thoughts on what, who you've had on lately or just where folks can find out more about that? Yeah, faithonthefieldshow.com, and, and you can get all the past episodes. We're going through right now. It's going to be a rebrand and launching a nonprofit side, and we're going to be on faithonthefield.net as well. That's launching soon. Uh, Riley Patterson, the Jaguars kicker who kicked that field goal, to win the game and complete that comeback was wearing a cross necklace. He took it off and hung it in front of the camera Saturday night. So tonight I'm going to get an opportunity to speak to Riley about that. He'll be my guest this week. Also coming up in June, and I'm, I'm sure uh, I'll chat with you then, but we're going to have a, a very cool event in the area uh, with Brian Dawkins, uh, a faith on the field event coming up. So uh, I'll get you more details and let people know, so let the listeners know how they could attend. That would be fantastic. Faithonthefieldshow.com. Birds of Prey also, P-R-A-Y, is a book that Rob wrote about the Eagles 2017 Super Bowl and the path to that and the faith and that was all behind the scenes there, faith in the Lord. Uh, and if they want to keep up with your writing as you're going through the playoffs here, uh, is there a best way to look, look you up or keep track of the articles you're doing? Everything is on APnews.com and, of course, numerous sites and newspapers across the country. But it's all in one spot at APnews.com. And uh, I'm on social media at Rob Maddy, M-A-A-D-D-I, on Twitter. Perfect. Rob, it's great catching up with you. Covered a lot of ground in a relatively short amount of time. And uh, we're looking forward to whenever you are in town next, whenever Jason Kelsey says it's okay to come back. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That'd be great, Tim. We can't wait to see you guys again. God bless you, my friend. Have a great rest of your day. Take care, brother. You too. Bye-bye. 
That's Rob Motti, Associated, Pro, uh, Associated Press Head Pro Football Writer. Again, his last name is spelled M-A-A-D-D-I. We'll put that in the podcast as well so you can look it up there. You can follow him on Twitter, at Rob Motti, uh, as far as the handle goes there. You're listening to The Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560, WFIL.com, and on the WFIL app. Have a guest you'd like to hear on The Tim DeMoss Show on AM 560, WFIL? Email Timmy D at WFIL.com. AM 560, WFIL.com. And on the app, you listen to The Tim DeMoss Show. Thanks for tuning in. Actress and Emmy-nominated TV host Brooke Burns joining our program. She did a number of TV shows and then in 2002 made her game show hosting debut on NBC's Dog Eat Dog. Currently, she's host of Masterminds on the Game Show Network on GSN. Brooke, how you doing? Hey, Tim. I'm great. How about yourself? Wonderful. Thanks for taking time to chat a little bit. Congratulations on Season 3 of Masterminds on uh, GSN. So, uh, so much. Yeah. For those who haven't seen it yet, or maybe just have been a little while, can you give a quick overview of how the game works? And I want to get into it a little bit with you about, you know, more about how you do it and all that. Sure. Absolutely. So, yes, we're starting into our third season here. We have three contestants playing against three of our trivia masterminds in multiple choice trivia, speed trivia, and short answer trivia. In every round, someone is eliminated, the, the lowest scoring mastermind and contestant, until in the final round, we have one mastermind, one contestant left that go head to head in our ultimate trivia question, which can either win you $10,000 if you beat the masterminds twice, then you make $20,000 and the opportunity to become a mastermind, which is new this season and has made the show very exciting because it happens multiple times. You want to watch out for that, for sure. Yeah, it sounds like a, a neat way to kind of, you know, you have a, a path on the program more than just appearing until you lose, so to speak. You can, you know, Exactly, right? exactly. Potentially, you're just not becoming a mastermind. Maybe even you'll become a chaser or have a little bit of TV fame, you know, somewhere else in the trivia world on game shows. Yeah, for sure. What do you enjoy most about uh, hosting masterminds and in general game shows? You know, it's a very fulfilling job. It's, it's a lot of fun. You know, it keeps you on your toes. You have to be very present. You have to be good at multitasking. Um, I'm an over-preparer, so I like to do a lot of the technical work ahead of time as far as, you know, getting all of the seven-syllable Russian words down for the speed round <laughs> and um, yeah. you know, knowing who the contestants are coming on. Um, and, and the material really well so that then you can throw it out and just have fun and really be a part of the making of the show and the game, you know, and being able to play along. So um, it's, it's a lot of work. We shoot six shows a day, so um, wow. it's busy. But uh, I made a little button for myself that says I'm not ignoring you. I'm just on vocal rest for that month that I'm shooting. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. To uh, take care of myself. But, um, you know, staying on for that amount of time and on your feet is difficult, but so worth it. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting you say that in terms of preparing. I think about that with interviews. There are different ways. Of, sometimes I find less is more, and other times I find I'm I'm glad I took an extra half an hour, hour, two hours to rewatch something or whatever. It all depends on the day. So I always say it's better have no need than need no have. You know, if you get stuck and you're not prepared, then you're really, really stuck. You know, if if you just go with the flow and you don't even touch any of the preparation that you have, then hey. Doesn't matter. It will come back somewhere in your lifetime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Is there any is there any aspect of masterminds you find most challenging in terms of hosting? You know, I think just that. You know, I kind of touched upon it as far as it is performative for you know over twelve hours a day. 
So, you know, staying quick mentally, uh, physically, being yeah. on your feet for that amount of time and, um, you know, keeping up with, with the great brains on the stage and, and trying to make it fun. But other than that, you know, it's really, I, I feel like it's something that I was made for because I, I definitely enjoy it. Well, and you've done a number of them. And I was just pausing, did a quick brain dump of, of game shows and, and hosts over the years, some classics that come to mind, like Price is Right, Bob Barker, Wheel of Fortune, Pat Sajak. Uh, certainly Jeopardy with Alex Trebek. I'm guessing you've watched those shows, right? How do you watch those shows? Do you watch them for fun or is your mind still like the wheels are turning? Like, all right, he did that. Uh, That was that that worked. That didn't work or whatever. I have always watched television for enjoyment. I think, you know, growing up in Dallas, I did not have um, any idea that that was an occupation or a job to be, you know, (laughs) sought after. Um, I always just really enjoyed it as an audience member, and I think that I still do even now from hosting, even though I'm the one on stage and and kind of being the master of ceremonies, I still really enjoy it, and I think that that comes across on camera, and hopefully the audience is enjoying it as well. Yeah, I understand. Uh, Speaking of Dallas, are you a football fan? Are you a Cowboy fan? Are you in Los Angeles now? Do Do you care about those things or no? I care deeply about those things, and I'm afraid you're going to end our interview if I tell you who my boys are. <laughs> well, it's been nice talking to you, Brooke. Have a great day. See you later. Yeah, no, that's fine. Okay, bye. Well, they, they took care of Tom Brady. We'll see where it goes from here. I know. Listen, you guys look really good this year. It's the bane of my existence. Yeah, yeah. So, by the speaking of Dallas, I understand your dad. He did some missions work. My my wife is a um, missionary kid from Brazil, and uh, oh, no way. Yeah, we have five yeah, kids. Myself. Real okay. There you go. Was that a situation where you guys were actually like in another country for a while? You were saying, or oh yeah, yeah. My father moved us over right after Ceausescu's regime in uh, to Romania for about six months. We lived there. My mom taught English. My dad was uh, teaching, and I got to the opportunity to dance with the Romanian opera ballet, which was fantastic. My dad's done a lot of work in Cambodia as well, and oh, wow. um, I find that those things were highly educational. Um, in a different way than than being book smart, obviously, you know, seeing the rest of the world and and how different cultures operate. And um, we're very fortunate to, you know, be living in America. Yeah, I can say for sure. Yeah, we we raised our kids in a Christian home, which I agree. I understand you did, too. But we've also taught our kids like, you know what, Um, we're going to teach you, but you need to decide individually. It's not like we're going to a restaurant to Moss Party at seven. Like you have to um, right? You have to make that. Was there a point in your life that that became it became more real? Like I'm owning this. I'm I'm going with this. Oh, definitely. I mean, I think that we all have to find authentically, you know, where our faith lies. And some of that, you know, as a child, you just accept what is, you know, your parents are serving you, as you were saying, as the restaurant, you know, example. Yeah. Like what's on the plate, and you're eating it, and then at some point you have to come to terms with, you know, who am I outside of my family, and what do I believe, and what do I want to, you know, how do I want to live my life? And then same thing, like do I pass this down generationally, give them the option, you know, show them all of the things. But I think it's always a matter of the heart more than anything, and you can't choose that for someone else. So yeah. you can educate them and you can present it to them, but um, ultimately that's a choice that they have to individually make as far as a relationship. Two of our kids have had medical issues. Uh, one was our son, Toby, he's 22, had, oh, was blindsided and, with a hug and, and um, has a yet-to-be-ascertained injury resulting in ongoing head, neck, and spine ish. And we have a daughter who's... Um, Tori, who's oh almost 17, she's disabled, a lot of challenges, including severe scoliosis. She just had two rods put in her back and 32 screws, uh, December of 21. Oh 
So I, I say wow. that just because I understand you've had a lot to deal with yourself and uh, just wondering how, how you've been with that and how you've learned along the way, like in terms of your faith and, and how you go day to day with that. Well, yes, you hit the nail on the head with that one. I, I broke my neck in 2005. I was paralyzed down my left side. I, too, have a rod, ten, uh, two plates, ten screws in my neck. I'm very fortunate to be alive and then also walking. Um, you know, I celebrate 11-11 um, in two ways now. Obviously, it's Veterans Day, but also that was my rebirth day. Uh, I don't know that I could have gotten through it without my faith because, you know, you if when you're being faced with your mobility, uh, being challenged, as you well know, as a parent. Um, now it's it's difficult to hold on to hope in certain ways, but so important. And I, I really am grateful to my parents for um, giving me that foundation because I do believe that, uh, you know, I still felt like I had a purpose in life. Um, for sure. Though it may be something different than like I, you know, thought I was going to be a ballerina for the rest of my life. So um, <laughs> That we all. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Our daughters. But... It's, it's a, it, yeah, no, it's a paradigm shift. But um, but having hope and purpose is, is pretty key in life, especially when your health is threatened. So yeah. my heart goes out to you. I know how, how difficult that must be, especially as a parent. Thank you, Brooke. I appreciate that. Yeah, we tell our kids to put their God glasses on, like, look at the circumstances through what's true. Don't look at the circumstances and look over to God, back to the circumstances, about to look through the lens of truth so you can view them properly because the, the hardships are there. But, you know, God didn't promise that it's going to be easy all the time, but he promised to be with us, you know, so through those things, no, too. Yeah, right. Exactly. So that goes back to my favorite poem where, you know, it's the footprints in the sand where he says, why did you leave me? There's only one set of footprints at the hardest times in my life. And that's where God said, you know what? That's when I carried you. Yeah. That's great. Brooke, it's great to make your acquaintance, and congratulations again on Season 3 of Masterminds on GSN. And uh, God bless you today. Have a great rest of your week. Thank you so much. You too. Take care. Go Cowboys. <laughs> Wait! All right, now it's time to go say goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Had to throw that in. I know you did. See you. Bye-bye. <laughs> Brooke Burns, actress and also game show host, including currently of Masterminds on Game Show Network. You're listening to The Tim DeVos Show, AM 560, WFIL.com, and on the WFIL app. Thanks for tuning in to The Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM 560, WFIL, and WFIL.com. AM 560, WFIL.com on the app. And what is it? Oh, yeah, it's, that's where we are. Okay. <laughs> I lost track for a second. I see. Uh, how you doing, Doug? Good, you? Good. It's time for now. That's funny. I know. Yeah, you can't wait for this segment every Love week. Love it. Love it. That's it. Well, uh, I know your social media star is rising because of this segment, by the way. Is it really? Yeah, I heard all about that. I've seen it. <laughs> <laughs> There's no pun here, but it is funny to even think about that. Mm-hmm. So here we go. Are you ready? Roll. All right, Doug. What do you call two guys hanging above your window? Window washers? Kurt and Rod. (laughs) (laughs) Not a bad warm-up, Doug, but when I was back in college, I used to play drums late at night. Man, you're talented. Three in the morning. The neighbor in the apartment next to us didn't have a drum kit, but he'd join in by banging on the walls. Okay. Oh, you have got to be kidding. 3 a.m. Come on, man. Mm -hmm. Speaking of music, singer Bill Withers. 
Lean on sunshine. Lean on sunshine. Lean on me. Use me is a good song. Use me. Well, he had a brother, and his brother's nickname was Bear. His claim to fame was writing music that you hear when you're on hold waiting for the telephone, you know. On hold service. Bear Withers. Bear Withers. Yeah. Bear Withers. Uh, While you're waiting. <clears throat> Quickly. Bear with, oh, bear with us. Bear with us. It's funny when you don't have to explain it. From I'm going to ask just in general, is anyone tired of sweet potato jokes? I, I sure am. <laughs> It's all right. It's all right. Sometimes it doesn't take much. <laughs> Doug, where does Captain Hook buy his hooks? You ever heard of that? Mm, I mean, he's no. got to get them every now and again. Bait store? Secondhand store. Secondhand <laughs> store. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, I love Curly. We're going to watch the Stooges this weekend. Doug, what's the name of the invention that lets us see through walls? X-ray. The window. Don't think so. <laughs> Sometimes the answer is right under your nose, mm-hmm. just like your new mustache. Mm-hmm. Doug, what did Beethoven's parents tell him when he would get frustrated practicing piano? Stop! Beethoven, compose yourself! <laughs> <laughs> I know all about that. Taking piano lessons? Man, okay. piano, drums, uh, have you mentioned guitar yet? Uh, I can play four chords in the guitar. Okay. But the uh, piano, our piano took a little beating. I'm not. A, I'm a little ashamed to say. Really? There were times when I was not happy. I was hitting the wrong note. Like, Timmy, t- Timmy D. Lewis. Timmy, Timmy, Timmy. That's it. Jerry Lee. No, no, no. I did. Uh, you do know this. If I wasn't doing radio, I actually have a math degree. I do know that. All right. So I was going to be a teacher. Um how do 40 mathematicians board a bus when there's only 39 seats? They, they divide and conquer? They carry the one. They carry the one. <laughs> why did the pickle join a support group? I have no idea, Tim. Because he couldn't deal with his problems alone. <laughs> Lovely, Woody Woodpecker makes a debut. <laughs> Doug, what do you call a private investigator who solves crimes purely by accident? Uh, I remember that TV show, but I can't remember. Oh, Columbo. Sherlock Holmes. Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> wow, she's scary. Easy, easy. There, were, there was a VeggieTales video called Sherlock Holmes and the Golden Ruler. In that song, in that movie, they had one a silly song called The Gated Community. And it featured Matthew West from a Christian group called Second Chapter of Acts in the 70s. And Matthew we- Matthew Ward from the, the Second Chapter of Acts. And Matthew West, who's a new singer. It's a very... West Ford West. Yes, it's a very fun video. It's one of my favorite silly songs of all time. In fact, may, I may even slip that on at the end of the show here. There you go. To end on a high note. All right. Doug... Folks in India, on a serious note, um, they're dealing apparently with a bread shortage. Uh, some people are worried, uh, but I don't think they need to be. I, I really think it's a non-issue. Really? Yeah. Why is that? Non. It's the bread. I don't know that. And... <laughs> N-A-A-N. Non. Non. It's Indian food. It's like a flatbread. It's delicious. So it's a non-issue. So anyhow, I told my uncle he should get a new hearing aid, but he just won't listen. 
<laughs> Back to the low-hanging fruit. That is. Doug, making tea seems like it should be easy, but I found there was a steep learning curve. Steep. <laughs> Maybe that's just me. Doug, why did the chicken go to the gym? Uh, to uh, put some uh, muscles on his legs? Close, to work on his pecs. Oh. <laughs> Cute. Doug, over Christmas, I forgot to tell you about this, I ran into actor Dwayne Johnson right outside the Hallmark store. He cornered me, and suddenly I found myself between a rock and a card place. <laughs> that really seemed appropriate. It's probably the best one they could have picked. Just a few more. Back to the math thing I was saying earlier. I taught math for a while. Not a long time. I got fired because whenever I taught the kids about dividing the sine of X by cosine of X, I'd go off on a tangent. That's where you put the sound effect in. Um, I know math. Excuse not. me? Right. That's actually the formula. Sine of X divided by cosine of X is tangent of X. I know you love math. Just had to throw it in. I'd rather watch paint dry. Doug, what celebrity is always ready for a bowl of cereal? Uh, I don't know. Reese Witherspoon. Grease Witherspoon? No, no Reese. Reese Witherspoon. Oh. <laughs> With her spoon. I got it. Nothing like a bowl of cereal right before bed. I don't know about you, but I like cereal before bed. I do. I, I have Excellent. done that, yes. Do you, do, you pick a, do you have different spoons in your spoon drawer? Well, I get the larger one. Okay. Because I have such a big mouth. Yes, well, that's true. I'm glad you said it. We have all miscellaneous spoons, so I never know what I'm going to get. But there's one I really like. I go hunting for it like treasure. Like, that's the spoon I want to consume this raisin bran. It's not a tablespoon. What's, it is, but it's a little larger and rounder. It's like a different kind. It's better for cereal. Just put it that way. It's a ladle. What's <laughs> All right, it's a bucket. What, what do you like? What cereal do you eat? Uh, honey Nut Cheerios. Okay. Yeah. As opposed to Cheerios and put your own honey on. No, I don't do that. I had that discussion with my daughter this week when we went shopping, and I said, let's get the Cheerios and put our own honey on because it's probably better for us and it might be cheaper. I like the spray on. Okay. <laughs> That's really gross. <laughs> Doug, which Star Trek captain was also a stage magician? Kirk. Captain Picard, any card. <laughs> You're killing me, Smalls. <laughs> Doug, what do you call a man without a dog? Cat lover? Douglas. Douglas. Oh, that's kind of a cute... He's looking at you, kid. That's kind of a... <laughs> that's kind of a cute way to end things, don't you think? Is that how you're ending it? You're, well, I have one more in case you didn't like that one. Do you want the bonus joke? Oh, set me up. My neighbor is a cable guy, and the other day he asked me what time it was. I said it's between 8 a.m. and 1 p.m. <laughs> That's good. Pardon me if I laugh. <laughs> <laughs> and, that'll, uh, and that'll do it for now. That's funny. funny. Have a good weekend, Doug. You too. I mentioned the silly song Gated Community, which was in the VeggieTales video Sherlock Holmes and the Golden Ruler, featuring Matthew Ward from the second chapter of Acts. Also, Matthew West, a contemporary Christian music singer. And uh, let's do it here. I think it's a really fun song. One of the best silly songs VeggieTales ever did. And certainly a fine way to cap off our Now That's Punny segment. Enjoy and have a wonderful weekend. And now it's time for Silly Songs with Larry. The part of the show where Larry comes out and sings a silly song. Tune in next time to hear Larry say... Thank you. A million dollar weekend.
WFIL. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 to 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.